Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. I'm Mark Butcher and welcome to the following on podcast. The TalkSport team are with you every day of the South Africa series. We will have exclusive player content, highlights from the action and the views of myself, Stephen Harmison, Darren Goff, Matt Pryor and Alex Tudor throughout. Subscribe and review on Acast, iTunes or Spotify and thanks for listening. Wow. What a game of cricket we've had on our hands. Gareth Batty is alongside me. Let, let's take our England hats off to start with. That was a brilliant game of cricket, wasn't it? That had just about everything. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, everybody here that has come and paid very good money to watch two teams battle it out, to take it to the last ball. And the, the old dog, the, uh, the, the great performer, Dale Stain, to be as cool as he was under pressure, just to lob it in, one, one hand, you know, underarm, one, one bounce to the keeper for the run out. It was a fantastic end for all these people that have been here. Very disappointing from England because after 12 overs, I think they had the game by the scruff of the neck. And then we let it slip away from an England point of view. Jason 70 and then getting out. And then Morgan playing so well and not seeing it through. Um, but, it, but it does kind of beg the question that uh, England's middle, all is, middle order is a little bit fragile in this form of the game, not in other forms of the game. Well, we spoke with earlier on this afternoon about the One Day International up in uh, the Wanderers. Yes, they won that One Day International, but it was a little bit untidy in the end. And that untidiness had kind of come back today. This time, though, it's bitten them. Yeah, and, and, and the, the timescales are far, far less in 2020, obviously, from 50 over cricket. And that is the thing. You need to be calm under pressure. You need to hit the ball for the single and, and take it to the next ball and take it down 
deep and have that ownership. Jude was talking about having ownership and we had two guys in who just could have just could have taken the game a little bit deeper to make it easier. But I, I'm not banging on about it for any other reason than I, I truly believe it being correct. We've got the best finisher in the world sat in our changing room and he's opening the batting for us. I, I just feel like we could get other people to do the stuff up at the top. If, if Owen Morgan's playing in that game, I think we do it with an over to spare. So to take you through the cards, South Africa batting first, 177 for eight from their 20 overs. Bavuma, 43. Quinton de Kock, 31. Van der Dussen, 31. Miller, 16. Smuts, 20. Pethlequeo made 18. Pretorius, 1. Hendricks, 0. Stain, 5 not out at the end. Uh, the bowling figures, it was uh, two wickets for Chris Jordan, two for 28 from three. And then it was one wicket for Moen Ali, one for 22, one for Tom Curran, one for 41. Uh, Wood, one for 32 from three. Rashid, one for 23 from four. Stokes, one for 24 from his three. In reply, England set 178 at 8.9 for uh, victory. Jason Roy, 70 from 38. And has therefore, you would imagine, broken the back of that chase. Josh Butler, 15 from 10. Johnny Besto, 23 from 19. Owen Morgan, 52 from 34. Denley, 3 from 4. Stokes, 4 from 7. Moen Ali, 5. Uh, Tom Curran, 2. Chris Jordan, not not out at the end. Adil Rashid, the last man, run out for 1-1. Uh, 176 for 9. So South Africa win by one run. And Lungi and Giri, 3 for 30, the main wicket taker. Forgive me, I said Morgan. I meant Butler when I was saying the guy to take us home and, and bat in that middle, uh, middle order for us. So uh, the rest of the bowling figures, one for 33 from four for Dale Stain. Uh, John John Smuts, one over for 22 of experimental left arm spin. Got absolutely clouted to all parts by uh, Jason Roy. Andili Pedro uh, four overs, two for 32. Shamsi, naught for 25 from four. And Buren Hendricks, two for 33 from three overs. Uh, the question that Neil Manthorpe was posing earlier about who would be man of the match. Well, I can tell you actually with about three and a bit overs to go, there was a discussion in the back of the, uh, the broadcast area among the TV commentators, who would be man of the match? To which, um, when the question was asked, to a man, they all went, well, it depends who wins the game. You can't ask us this now. Uh, I can tell you Lungi Ngidi is out it, so uh, he will be the, uh, the man of the match. That game was in the balance all the way through to the end. Delighted to say that Alex Tudor has joined us out here as well. Alex, we've just heard what you were saying there about finishing off and taking responsibility. We'll be speaking with Owen Morgan shortly. I imagine he's going to be a really, really frustrated character because that feels like one that's gone away. Yeah, definitely. You'd be disappointed. I said sometimes that could be the downside of when you have such a powerful batting lineup is that, uh, you know, Sometimes subconsciously you're not meaning to, but subconsciously you're thinking, oh, you know, if I get out now, I can do a high, you know, play a high risk shot because the next man would do it, the next man would do it, and sometimes it can come and bite you in the bum. And unfortunately, that's what it's done to the England players today. You know, as I said, if Owen Morgan just strikes that one down to mid on and takes the single, and then because he basically won the game in that, in that over against Hendricks, he basically won the over. He took him down, got it down to to basically seven, and obviously he's ticking. He's just been plastering the ball to all corners of the of Buffalo Park and he's tried to hit him down to long on, he's held out and all of a sudden you've got two new batters really coming in. It was never going to be easy because you said Ngidi, what a change that is. As I said, I don't care, you know, like in Wanderers, him getting those wickets at the end as a bowler, that gives you confidence and he's coming to this game with confidence also, well bowled young man. Still seven from seven, even if you've got 10 and 11 and you're expecting to win that game of cricket. The thing as well, Bats, what not so I'm disappointed at is that all his deliveries in that spell were slow ball. He didn't bowl not one faster ball. So surely as a batter, you would back yourself. you say, let me back deep in my crease. 
if he bowls the faster ball, that will be the surprise. He bowled every ball slower ball, so surely you just stay, you wait. We all still playing as if he, I know he's a big imposing lad, you're thinking he's bowling nine mile an hour. Well, the stats will tell you he wasn't going to. So just, you know, wait, be patient and just wait for that one delivery. But it was a little bit like rabbits in headlights, which I'm surprised with, because these guys are experienced players now. The, the fact they didn't need to hit a boundary. All they had to do was get off strike, and most of the fielders were on the inner ring. There's a single whenever you want it, I suppose. That is, that is 2020 cricket in a nutshell. It scrambles the brain over and over and over again. But we're sort of, we're sort of suggesting that England got it wrong. I think we've been a, a little bit arrogant to suggest that Ngidi isn't the one that's won the game for his country because it was fantastic there under high, high pressure. This crowd was going absolutely bonkers. We were stood down at Long On here. The crowd was going absolutely nuts. They were shouting his name, a little bit of sort of Zulu chanty with it as well. It was on like Donkey Kong. And yeah. that fella did not put a foot out of place. So no. I think that's it's got to be credit no, 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 to him. Right, and, and he's a bowler. So me and you as bowlers, we're definitely backing him. But I'm just thinking eight balls to go, game's done. The game is done, eight balls to go. Owen Morgan's basically won that game with that um, over, those five deliveries, should I say, against Hendricks. And then, as you say, you take liberties, the game will bite you in the bum. You know, you need to finish it off. You need to be professional and finish it off. And I'm sure when we get Owen Morgan over here, once he does his, uh, his interviews, um, he will most probably stress that, that he, you know, either himself, Jace, who got 70, one of those needed to see the game through. A word about Lungi, because uh, as Gareth said, we were we were down down the bottom, and they were chanting. They were properly chanting. They were winding him up. It only needed one of those deliveries to come out of the hand wrongly, and that is game over. So he executed his skills. Whether England coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, call it what you want. He executed. Yeah, he did. And as Gareth says, you know, these guys they practice harder than when they play. The modern cricketer, they do this. He would have done that under extreme pressure. He would have done it time and time again. So, you know, when the, when the game happens, even though you've got the pressure, it's international cricket, the crowd are chanting. He's done that. He's done the practice. So you just back his skills, and he did, and well bowled. It's, it, what, a what a turnaround. What a turnaround, and that's what uh, cricket is. We, that's why we love it. Well, the third T20 International at Buffalo Park has been completed and South Africa have been victorious. They've beaten England by one run. It sets up the series. Second game. At, we're off to Durban uh, tomorrow and ready for another game that gets underway at 4 o'clock UK time on Friday afternoon. We'll be with you at 3.25 uh, just before the toss of this one. And, of course, it now means we've got two games left. And if England want to win a series, they've got to win two games. And therefore, it's pretty pretty significantly similar to uh, the One Day International Series. I do hope it's not the same as the One Day International Series that we're going to go to Durban and see a whole lot of rainfall again. But um, it sets it up, Gareth Batty. Yeah, it does. And uh, the one thing we do know about this England team, uh, over the years, they're very good at reacting to a bit of disappointment. The next game, you expect them to be absolutely bang on it. They'll be hurting like heck in there. They really will. They had that game by the scruff of the neck. And, and for whatever reasons, it's not quite it's not quite turned out for them. They'll be really hurting, um, and they'll be uh, they'll be getting everything right so that when we turn up to Durban, uh, the, the boys will be coming out charging and wanting to be on the right end of it. In terms of the team that England picked, look, we've, we've spoken about the strength of the uh, the sides. Are you expecting England to to go essentially with the same team for all three games here? Because Owen Morgan has spoken about how important these games are. So we're not, we're not expecting to see rotation, whatever. Are we expecting presumably the same 11 pretty much all the way through? 
I certainly think next game. I don't think they'll change it uh, from from today. If it was, if it was right to select this team today, unless there is something drastically different with the playing surface and the surroundings and the weather, it will. For me, it has to be the same. Three days does not change the team for me, uh, and it allows this team to actually put the wrongs of today right. Um, and then, if it doesn't go so well in the second, then yeah, there will be changes. There has to be because it isn't quite going to plan. Um, and and the, the, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again without expecting a different outcome. So they're very smart, they're very clever, they're very astute. They know exactly what they're doing. It just didn't quite work today. England just did not execute uh, as well as we have seen them. Whether it be in the field, we had a few misfields that we've not seen for so many uh, games. Whether it be ODI or 2020. So uh, look, it just didn't quite go their way today. Thank you, Gareth Batty. Thank you very much, Alex Tudor, for the time. Being delighted to say that the England captain, Owen Morgan, is joining us live here on TalkSport 2. Tough one to take that one? Yeah, considering we were in command of the chase, you know, probably from about the third, second or third over. Uh, I thought we batted really, really well. Uh, to see Jason come out and play the way he did was exceptional. It gives the dugout confidence, but also imposes himself on the opposition. We managed to put on partnerships we, we negated the threat of, of their wrist spinner um, but you know the, the changing of the game really was in Gidi bowling 18 and 20th over thought he bowled exceptionally well he caused a lot of problems he got bounce and a little bit of purchase from his slower balls so you know when you win it or lose a game of cricket by one run there are many areas that you can look at but ultimately we were in command for the whole game um, but we'll uh, sort of dissect exactly what we're doing if we're honest about things we didn't bowl as well as we liked. We weren't as accurate as we would have liked. Um, and, you know, the, the batting, we're looking for that extra bit at the end for guys to be calm and, and get us over the line, uh, mainly myself. Well, we spoke with Chris Silverwood after the Wanderers one day international, and he said, look, we've won, but actually we've made a few mistakes here. You got away with it in that game. Is it a case that actually similar kind of mistakes didn't get away with it here? Yeah, definitely. And even if we did get away with it, we'd still be as honest as we are in the change room. We're very open about learning, and I think it's extremely important because in international T20 cricket, we actually haven't been that successful. We have a lot of talent within our squad and guys that can execute things, but we're still trying to establish roles within the side and give guys opportunity to you know, stake their claim for that World Cup in, in October. You mentioned Jason Roy's innings. It was quite special, wasn't it? It always is. He's such a flamboyant character. He hits the ball so hard. You know, I think we're very in a look, very lucky period at the moment in English cricket. Our top three today are, are some of the finest white ball cricketers we've ever produced. They're particularly in, in 50 over cricket. They oh yeah, they all average 40 and strike at over 100, and that's unheard of in in any country around the world in any generation. So. To have those guys, you know, one of them come off today is great. Hopefully, throughout the series, we'll see a couple more of them. It was Roy butler Bairstow in that order today. Is that the order it's going to be for a while? Is, is that now set in stone? It's not completely set in stone. Uh, it will be for this series, um, but there's, there's literally not a lot between them. I think when you look at attributes you're looking for, I think Joss brings that extra element of hitting it all around the ground early on, and if he gets himself in, he's, he's proved to actually kick on um, in T20 cricket, Johnny does very similar role. You know, him and Jason do a fine job in the 50-over game. There's, there's literally nothing between it, but it's just the call that we're going with at the moment. Your innings, uh, you've already said that you should have seen it through. It, it, take that away from it. How do you think you played? I thought I played all right. Uh, I felt good in the middle. It helped that Jason was there. You know, batting with a guy like that, it, it allows you to 
you know, gain confidence and momentum and get into your innings and actually come into the, the, the big part of the game. And majority of the time I'd back myself to get the team over the line, but tonight well, I, I didn't do enough. Um, but I, I, when we lose games of cricket like this, I say that we need to play more games of cricket like this. We don't play in enough close games. I know we have done recently, but it, historically it doesn't happen a lot. And you, you get to, to see what the guys are actually about when they're put under an enormous amount of pressure, how they act, what they produce, what skill level. Um, and for us, that's a really good thing. So off to Durban then. Hopefully we get a full game in this time. Yeah, I've heard the weather is going to be set fair. Um, so I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I, I love this format of the game. And you know, the games are coming thick and fast. So hopefully a better performance that can get us over the line. Top man, thank you very much. See you there. Thank you very much. Owen Morgan joining us here on TalkSport. Too delighted to say that the man of the match, Lungi Ngidi, is also joining us. Congratulations, so well bowled. Thank you very much. Yeah, a bit of a nail-biting, uh, nail-biter of a game, but uh, happy to come out on top. You went slower balls at the end, almost exclusively. What was the thinking behind that? Uh, the wicket wasn't the quickest, to be honest with you. It wasn't a lot of bounce as well. We saw with the cross-seam deliveries, a few seemed to skid through and keep low. So I knew definitely with the slow ball there wasn't going to be much bounce. Um, if anything, hopefully a bit of turn, but um, it seemed to be on the skiddy side. So uh, it was hitting high on the bat, and I seemed to get a, a few catches out in the deep with that. In terms of where you felt at half, uh, halfway through, 177 for eight, where did you guys think that total was? Was that about right or did you feel you were maybe a little bit light? No, we thought we had actually had a bit more than we were, were actually looking at at the beginning. So the batsmen did really well in that regard. And then, you know, they seem to be, they seem to have very good momentum uh, throughout the game. But we, we know how the game speeds up here in East London at the back end. Um, all of a sudden, 10 runs looks like a lot, so we were banking on, on trying to keep as many as possible for the back end. Um, and yeah, it was seven, but I mean, I had to back myself in that situation, didn't have much of a choice. <laughs> you took wickets as a team at, at key times. Jason Roy looked like he, he was setting it in for the, for the long haul. Owen Morgan looked like he was going to see through. Taking wickets is so crucial in this form of the game, isn't it? That's the only way to stop the flow of runs, to be honest with you. Um, there was a probably a stage at the beginning where Roy was going where probably a bit of a deer in the headlights um, you, we know how destructive he can be but we had to stay obviously stay with our disciplines as much as we could and and we knew that if we get one we can get another um, so yeah that was just the goal to try keep ticking away and try getting those wickets um, to leave them under pressure at the back end how important was it for you mentally because you, you took wickets at the back end of the Wanderers to finish that game with some confidence did you come into this feeling feeling plenty of confidence in your bowling? Um, I was a bit nervous, a bit anxious actually, I wouldn't say nervous, I was a bit anxious. Um, obviously I know my performance wasn't up to par for international standards at, at the pink day, um, so I knew that I had to bounce back as well as I could and within the first few overs I'd also gone for a few runs but I knew um, coming back at the back end I was going to have to do a job and, and that's all I was looking forward to. I, I know that those pressure situations are where people really judge your character, so you know being able to bowl in that situation today really gave me a lot of confidence going forward. So you're in a great situation as a team. You've won the first. England have to win the final two if they're to win this series. Great situation going into Durban. Yeah, very good. Um, you know, we like putting ourselves in this position. Um, we know they're, they're an amazing side as well. You know, they, they've got that bounce back ability. So we've got to keep the foot down and, and we've got to push on in Durban. Just finally, what was it like having the old man back out there, Dale Stain, back as part of the bowling attack? 
Oh, it was lovely. You know, always having a bit of a chat with him. Um, he has given me a bit of advice as well throughout the game. So, you know, that, that keeps you calm and, and, you know, having someone like that with you when you're bowling at the back end, um, it really does keep those nerves under check and you're able to execute as best as you can. Lungi, thank you very much for talking to us. Well bowled this evening. Thank you very much. Lungi Giddy joining us here on TalkSport 2, the man of the match after his three for 30 from four overs. Gareth Batty and Alex Tudor are still out on the outfield here at Buffalo Park with myself, Andrew McKenna. Uh, let's just pick up and, and chew over what was just been uh, said there. Look, we've got to start with Owen Morgan. Laid the blame uh, pretty much at his own feet, didn't he? He said, I've got to see that one through. Yeah, and that's, that for me is why he's... England's best captain we've ever had in any form of the game. Um, he stands up. The players know what he's expected of them. He doesn't do and expect anything less of his own performances. Um, and that is why we got to number one in the world in ODI cricket. I feel like we can do that in 2020 cricket under his leadership. Um, you know, we were, we were one run off winning a game of cricket from an England point of view. Um, but also, uh, tonight, you've got to turn around and say, look, T20 cricket is about handling the pressure, handling the, the situations really, really well. And they probably just did it at the, key, at the most key moment in the game. And Mog said it himself, the 17th, 18th over, they held their nerve and made it very difficult for England to get over the line. In one day international cricket, England are starting in a new cycle to get ready for the next World Cup, Alex Tudor. They're a bit further down the line in terms of T20s because less than a year, you know, in fact, it's October of this year, there is the T20 uh, World Cup, effectively. Um, are these the kind of mistakes that shouldn't be made at this stage? Or is it, I suppose, some respects better to get them out of the way now than, than later on? Yeah, definitely, Maka. I think it is. Um, I think it's important as Owen Morgan said and I, I love when he does his, his post-match interviews and he's very honest he, he's like we want to see what the players are like he needs more games like this because it's easy when it's at Kant and we can say how great they are but it's these moments when it when it's crunch time and it's you need your players to stand up what are they like under that intense pressure and unfortunately today we were found wanting but I'm sure Owen Morgan as you said they will dissect this game and they will come, you know, at Durban and they will come hard. I'm sure South Africa will be ready for that. They'll come hard. They, you know, their pride's been dented a little bit. But there's still world-class players in that change room. I think Gareth makes a, a fantastic point where, you know, we've got so much ability at the top of the order. Do you need to risk Butler at the top? Because if he's batting low down, I know it's all hindsight and whatever, but I think if once you... You, you chew it down, you sort of think, if he comes down to lower order, that game doesn't happen. And, and we win that easily because he's able to manoeuvre the ball and still clear the boundaries. I think we've got a lot of strike mate, stroke players like your Bantons and people like that. I mean, David Milan can't even get into the side and he's a fantastic T20 player, sought after in franchise cricket. Maybe someone else can do that and you can have Joss in that middle order. I think Gareth raises a fantastic point. Just finally on that, Gareth, Owen said... This is the top three for this series. You've been around management meetings, you've been captains. Does that imply that in their mind they're still open to suggestion about this? Is it set in stone? No, it definitely means if it, if it doesn't work right for the team, it means, you know, there could be changes made. But he actually backed it up by saying, you know, it's, people are getting opportunities in certain roles. So what England are actually doing, and maybe they're being smart this far out, because what, are we six months out or maybe a little bit more? They're actually saying, OK, have we got anybody that's going to stand up and who is able to perform a role that Josh Butler can do? Or even just fill a bit of a hole? You can't fill the hole, because I, I truly believe he's the best finisher now that Donny's finished. 
I think he's the best in the world. I think he's absolutely magnificent in those last seven, eight overs. He really is. Um, do we have a guy that can come in and maybe soak up the pressure, get a bit of a scoop out so that fine leg has to go back, which then means he's got an easier shot down the ground, or he's able to manipulate the ball into different positions? Josh Butler didn't get to being as good as he is in that position overnight. So he's basically saying, OK, we'll give somebody an amount of game time. We'll give them opportunities. Tonight, we didn't get it right in those areas because I, I firmly believe what Tude said. If we'd have had Josh Butler coming in there, all of a sudden, he plays a couple of shots in a very calm manner, because everything he does is very calm, England just get over the line. Um, but look, it's an opportunity for somebody else to come in and say, you know, I can perform that role. There are, you know, Joe Denley has never batted, or my understanding is he's never really batted outside of the top three. He's got an opportunity at six. So, so different, the role, so different. But he's got an opportunity, and life as a professional sports person, all you can ask for is opportunity. Lungigidi is making his way back into the dressing room. You can hear the cheers. The fans are still here celebrating his performance. South Africa have won the first T20 international of this three-match series. They win by one run. We're back on Friday afternoon in Durban for the second game of these matches. We'll be back with you at 3.25. Jordan. If it had been the other Jordan, the hang time, wow, it had just had that. It just couldn't stay in the air long enough. It just crept over. Heard it again. Falls to cock, goes big over extra cover, and that's gone all the way for six. Oh, wow, wait. Here's Mark Wood then. But, oh, it's a full toss. It's almost a beaver. He's got the first warning, another one of them. He's off. There is uh, Wood. Oh, it's another full toss, and it's pulled away for six. Almost a home run. Picks the cock. He's gone big out towards Sydney Wicket. He hasn't timed it. Man underneath it takes the catch. Sets in again. Oh, that's a full bunker. And it's taken Rosie Van der Dessen on the body. He's given out to LBW. And they are going to review this. It should have been out. That's an absolute howler from DRS and the umpires. That is wrong. What a shot that is off of Ben Stokes. Two bounces, clean as a whistle. What a great shot from Pavuma. That one is reverse swept down towards the man of the floor. Occurring a bit from this shot. David Miller drives down the ground. Just going to clean up his mark. It's Chris Jordan who else? Pulled away by Pat Laquire for six into the deepest wicket ground. Six valuable runs for South Africa. Jordan then bowls to Pretorius and he's knocked his off stump out of the ground and the lights flash. It's Chris Jordan to bowl the first of them. Oh, he's bowled him, he's on the hat trick. Jordan's gone straight through. Two out of two. The stumps light up again. And we have a hat trick here on Talksport 2 here tonight. Jordan on a hat trick up to the crease now. Bowls flicks away for four. 177 for eight, South Africa. That uh, innings ended with a whimper. Here is uh, Stane once again. Bowls oh, punched away by Butler for four through square leg. Wow. If anybody has ever seen Vivian Richards back, take a bow. This is Vivian Richards at his best. Stane in, Bowles. Oh, Butler's gone over the top and he's out. Dale Stane with the big eyes, the bulging veins and the clenched fist. That's the first wicket for South Africa. Brilliant for the cricketing world, not so good for England at the minute. Here is uh, Jojo Smutson again, oh, and Jason Roy goes, the yes. biggest one of all. Yes. Crashes onto our commentary box roof. Oh, that's a shot, Roy the boy. That's 100 metres handsome. What a shot. Moen Ali, by the way, bowled four overs for 22. John John Smuts bowled one over for 22. Jarad saying that Jason Roy could play left arm spin. 
still a chance. Roy waits, oh, that one's a little bit pulled down short. It's swung into the leg side, and it will go out through square leg, away for four, and that is Jason Roy's 50. Jason Roy's so explosive. Johnny Basso is hit in front, and the screen goes up from the bowler. Umpire raises the finger. Towards Jason Roy, it's short and it's pulled out towards mid-wicket for four. Oh, this is assault. Just flew off the bat. It's like a gunshot. Here's Bieran Hendricks around the wicket to uh, snowball bouncer and it's top urged. Can't believe it. But what an innings from Jason Roy. Down the wicket comes Joe Denley and he's it out towards the fielder on the deep mid-wicket fence. Rassi van der Dussen. once again. It's gone out towards deep mid-wicket as a man underneath it. Takes the catch. Ben Stokes has gone for a stuttering four off seven balls. Big wicket. In the block hole again, but driven through extra cover for four. Brilliant, brilliant from Owen Morgan. The stroll is back on as Owen Morgan reaches 50. He's going to got this game tied up, you'd think. And he's carved that one out to long on. Caught by Temba Mavuma. What was that all about? You just won the game. 16 off the over. Here is uh, Ingini. Another slower ball, and it's carved by Curran out towards deep mid-wicket. Straight into the hands of David Miller. You're kidding me. Three needed from two balls. Lungi Ngidi to Mayan Ali. Up to the crease now, bowls. Mark bowled him! He's bowled him! Here's Ngidi. Up to the crease now, bowls to Rashid. It's up in the block hole. South Africa have fielded in a mid-wicket. The underarm throw. It's run out. South Africa have won the game by one run. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. We'll be with you every day of the series, so subscribe and review on Acast, iTunes and Spotify. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June 
which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.